Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Foss Corporation, LLC. Hello, my Mysterians. This is Terry from Texas, your presenter for Terry's Mysterious Moments. It is said that all good things must come to an end. Same with this season. This is the end of season seven, but season eight is right around the corner. So, For the ending of Season 7, I'm going to expand on something I mentioned in last week's show, which of course we know was a replay of an earlier episode. But I mentioned something called the Bridgewater Triangle, just in passing, and I wanted to expand on the Bridgewater Triangle. I thought I'd never heard of it before, but apparently I had seven years ago. The Bridgewater Triangle, also referred to as the Black Triangle, is an area of about 200 square miles within southeastern Massachusetts claimed to be a site of alleged paranormal phenomena ranging from UFOs to poltergeists and other spectral phenomena, various Bigfoot-like sightings, and Thunderbirds. The term was coined by New England-based cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman in the 1970s and later in his book, Mysterious America. As a paranormal researcher, Coleman has been intrigued by the paranormal accounts in the area. And he's traced paranormal activity back to the 1760s. It was chronicled that on the morning of May 10th, 1760, witnesses reported seeing what they described as an inexplicable sphere of fire in the Bridgewater and Roxbury areas that was even brighter than the sun. That would be a a pretty awesome object to see in the sky, wouldn't it? Something brighter than the sun. There are historic places and landmarks within the environs of the Triangle, and these include the Freetown Fall River State Forest. The Freetown Fall River State Forest has reportedly been the site of various cult activities, including animal sacrifice, ritualistic murders committed by admitted Satanists, as well as a number of gangland murders and a number of suicides. There's a place called Profile Rock. It's supposed to be the site where Wampanoag historical figure Anawan received the lost wampum belt from Philip. Legend has it the ghost of a man can be seen sitting on the rock with his legs crossed or with outstretched arms. According to local legend, Native American tribes people had warrior ghost dancers perform ceremonial dances on the rock. A place called Solitude Stone, an inscribed stone located near Forest Street in West Bridgewater, 
which was found near a missing person's body. Also known as Suicide Stone, the rock was found with the inscription, All ye who in future days walk by Nunkatesset stream, love not him who hummed his lay cheerful to the parting beam, but the beauty that he wooed. If anyone has a translation of that into Make Sense English, please let me know. Another place is Bridgewater State University, which, like many universities and colleges across the United States, say that several buildings and rooms on campus are alleged to be haunted by ghosts and other paranormal phenomena. Universities and colleges, like I said, are well known for having similar stories. Almost any college that reports hauntings, they're very similar. I don't say they don't happen, I just say they're very similar. Taunton State Hospital, where some visitors have claimed that they had strange paranormal experiences in the hospital, including being touched and pulled in certain areas of the hospital. It is also claimed that the hospital was used by satanic cults during the 1960s and the 70s. Now I'm going to naturally assume that this place has been closed since before then. So that makes better sense. The Hornbein School. The one-room schoolhouse was built during the 1840s and remained in active use until 1937. The building is alleged to be haunted by its former inhabitants. Why, I don't know. A noteworthy place in the area is in Fall River, the infamous Lizzie Borden house where, according to the sing-song, Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her mother forty whacks. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty-one. It's a must-see location for those with a paranormal interest. Another mysterious geological feature of the Bridgewater Triangle is the Dighton Rock. The rock is just across from the Hockamock Swamp's grassy island burial grounds and it has some pretty inexplicable etchings inscribed in the rock. Some people have alleged that the inscriptions come from Vikings or from early Native Americans or perhaps Portuguese visitors and some theories even speculate that they come from ancient Phoenician seafarers. Paranormal claims, which tend to be common to most of these areas, are a mix of reported phenomena that includes reports of UFOs, or as in today speak, UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena. And these are often in the form of bright balls of light, what they used to call Foo Fighters, or large unusual spacecraft, which will be the Foo Foo Fighters. Unnatural animal sightings, ranging from unusual reports of animals that are not found within the area, such as panthers and bears, to more supernatural claims, like enormous vicious dogs. They've got paranormal humanoids, including sightings of Bigfoot, ghosts, poltergeists, and shadow people. Thunderbird sightings, which are giant birds, or pterodactyl-like flying creatures, with wingspans up to 12 feet, are claimed to have been seen in Hockamock Swamp 
in neighboring Taunton and Easton, including a report by Norton Police Sergeant Thomas Downey, a well-thought-of individual. Of course, Thunderbirds are a well-known and oft-reported cryptid sighting across the U.S., especially the Southwest. Cult activity, especially animal mutilations, have been reported, particularly in Freetown and Fall River, where local police were called to investigate mutilated animals believed to be the work of a cult. Two specific incidents in 1998 were reported, one which, in which a single adult cow was found butchered in the woods, the other in which a group of calves were discovered dead in a clearing, grotesquely mutilated as if part of a ritual sacrifice. Native American curses abound in the area. According to one tale, Native Americans had cursed the swamp centuries ago because of conflict with colonial settlers. A revered object of the Wampanoag people, a belt known as the Wampum Belt, was lost during King Philip's War. Legend says that the area owes its paranormal unrest to the fact that this belt was lost from the native people. My favorite little critters are puckwudgies, and puckwudgies are a creature from Algonquin folklore. The local Wampanoag people consider these little people to be dangerous tricksters. They've been especially associated with the Freetown State Forest within the Triangle. Also within the Triangle is the Hockamock Swamp, where much of the activity mentioned is focused. Accounts of strange creatures abound in the Triangle. Here are some that have stunned researchers and scientists alike. In 1988, two boys followed a pair of giant three-toed footprints into the swamp. To their horror, they came upon a massive bird-like creature that neither had ever witnessed the likes of in their life. The winged monster caught a glimpse of the two boys and took off straight into the air. The frightened youths ran for their lives. Who wouldn't? later ranting their story to police and neighbors. It was concluded, rightly or wrongly, that the two boys had witnessed a great blue heron, which is a very large bird native to the New England area. The children swore that the creature they saw was much larger than any heron, being more the size of a tall man with half-human features. That story was almost laughable until someone remembered another similar sighting. This one was by a well-respected and notable Norton police sergeant called Thomas Downey. In 1971, as Sergeant Downey was driving home along Winter Street in Marshfield, he came upon a giant creature standing at the edge of the swamp. According to the officer, it resembled a bird, but stood over six feet tall. The creature moved toward the car, then flew straight up away from the vehicle. It had a wingspan of about 8 to 12 feet in length, he estimated. When other officers arrived at the scene, a few large three-toed footprints were all that was found as evidence of such a creature. Oddly enough, the sighting was at a place called Bird Hill, where the indigenous people spoke frequently of a legendary thunderbird. Their ancestors claimed the great bird lives in the swamp and to this day apparently still does.
Thunderbirds are not solely responsible for the cryptid sightings within Bridgewater. A more famous and often talked about monster is reported to roam the area. It is the creature affectionately known as Bigfoot, sometimes called a Yeti, which is not exactly right, or a Sasquatch, which is pretty good. In 1970, residents reported seeing a hairy seven-foot monster running through their yards, sometimes on all four legs. Local and state police conducted a lengthy manhunt for a giant bear, yet no such animal was ever spotted or captured. On April 8, 1970, two officers were parked in a police cruiser near their swamp. Suddenly, the rear end of the car lifted into the air and then dropped with a loud bang. The officers quickly spun their car around and trained their spotlight on something hairy resembling a bear as it ran on two legs behind a house. A thorough search of the area commenced, but no bear or any other creature was ever found. A hunter once shot at a large animal in the woods that ran off and gave a half-human, half-animal cry. Later, he found brown hair and blood on some leaves along the path the creature had fled down. A woman in West Bridgewater heard a noise one night in her yard. She looked out her window and saw a large bipedal creature eating a pumpkin in her garden. The hairy animal looked at her through the window with reddish-orange eyes, then, with a grunt, took off with the pumpkin into the woods. A Triangle resident, one Joseph Andrade, spent decades collecting reports of the creature. The average lifespan of a wild bear is about five to seven years. Fifteen years would be extremely unlikely, and thirty years in the wild is impossible. So what is it out there roaming along the outskirts of the human population? I say it's a Bigfoot. I mentioned Puckwudgies earlier. A Puckwudgie is translated as little wild man of the woods that vanishes. And it's a human-like creature of Wampanoag folklore found in Delaware, Prince Edward Island, and parts of Indiana and Massachusetts. Sometimes said to be two to three feet tall. As with other humanoid small beings of legends and folklore, these little critters aren't always nice. They don't always play well with others. According to legend, Puckwudgies can appear and disappear at will. They can shapeshift, of which the most common form is a creature that looks like a porcupine from the back and a half-troll, half-human from the front, and walks upright. They lure people to their deaths, they use magic, and they launch poison arrows and create fire. Native Americans believed that Puckwudgies were once friendly to humans, but then turned against them and are best left alone. According to lore, a person who annoyed a Puckwudgie would be subject to nasty tricks by it or subject to being followed by the Puckwudgie, who would cause trouble for them. They are known to kidnap people, to push them off cliffs, to attack their victims with short knives and spears, and 
to use sand to blind their victims. When I read the part about short knives and spears, I thought about the little critters in the uh, the second mummy movie that chased them through that uh, jungle around the uh, pyramid. Pukwudgies are said to be the enemies of culture heroes, the giant Moshop and his wife, Granny Squanick. One story from the Wampanoag folklore explains that they began causing mischief and tormenting the natives out of jealousy for the devotion and affection the natives had for Moshop, who eventually exiled the Pukwudgies to different parts of North America. The Pukwudgies have since been hostile to humans and took revenge by killing Moshop's five sons. There are variations that say that they even killed Moshop himself. The Thunderbird, which I mentioned earlier, is a cryptozoological creature associated with large bird-like animals that live anywhere from northern Canada and Alaska down to Central America. Similar animals often appear in Native American mythology. Some tales tell of enormous eagles strong enough to carry whales back to their nests. Since pioneers began moving west across the North American continent, sightings of large birds have been reported. Similar stories appear from civilizations around the world. Native tribes all across North America, especially along the Pacific coast and in the Great Lakes area, have stories depicting enormous birds of prey. Some stories told that these birds were so large and powerful that when they flapped their wings, thunder was created. Lightning flashed out of their eyes and water fell off their backs, creating rain. The tribes used thunderbirds to explain the, some of the things that happened naturally, such as storms and other forms of weather. The legend of the Passamaquoddies, for example, describes the quest of two Native Americans in search of the source of thunder high in the mountains. Other stories said that there was a thunderbird who battled an enormous killer whale. When the two beasts fought, they destroyed much of the land, knocking down trees and causing much destruction. Although dangerous and powerful beings, thunderbirds were also seen as benevolent nature spirits, and they sometimes assisted the tribes in their search for food during periods of famine. The igneous rocks known as thunderstones are the eggs of these creatures, according to some legends. The 1977 Lawndale, Illinois Thunderbird attack was a reported attack by two unidentified birds on a young boy. It occurred on July 25, 1977, when 10-year-old Marion Lowe was playing outside when he was suddenly attacked by two large birds, one of which temporarily picked him up and carried him over 30 feet before Marion's mother, Ruth Lowe, ran to her son's rescue, chasing the birds away, then recovering her traumatized son. Sightings of large bird-like creatures have been reported for many years, at least since people began settling further west in the United States and Canada. One of the most famous reports is from 1890, when two Arizona cowboys claimed to have shot and killed a large bird. It was described as having no feathers, and it had a head similar to that of an alligator. 
The two men supposedly dragged the dead bird back to town after killing it. The report seems to suggest that this creature looked more like a pterodactyl or a dragon than any modern day bird. The large bird sightings are sometimes lumped in the same category as sightings of the Jersey Devil and other flying cryptids. So, there we have another spooky triangle to deal with. We have the Alaska Triangle, the Bennington Triangle, the Arizona Triangles, which are actual triangles, but come to find out they're abandoned airfields. There are spooky triangles reported in both North Carolina, which harbors the Research Triangle, which has strange stories, and Virginia, the Historic Triangle, which I'm sure has some strange stories. Of course, mostly offshore, there is the Bermuda Triangle, that geometric design that started it all. And now, the Bridgewater Triangle. Do you ever wonder why triangles are always used to name places of weirdness? Or why you have never heard of a haunted dodecahedron? Well, I'm sure these places have unique qualities and some downright spine-tingling histories and stories to share. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as I have enjoyed bringing it to you. That's all for this week and this season. I will be back, so be safe and have a great week.